hello there, Frida Wallace. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. What's been um, going down? Sorry? What's been going down? What's been going down? <laughs> I don't know. More arguments on tabloid TV. Yes. So we're here today to discuss your latest um, appearance on GB News. You want to tell yeah. us all about that? Yeah, well, it's... Uh, I was asked to come on again because they were going to... Originally, the setup. I got a phone call. I said, will you come on and talk about transgender sports? Like, I thought, right, okay. But because while I'm not a sports expert or anything like that or any kind of like, you know, I've never... I mean, I, I watch sport and I, and I paid attention to trans women in sport. But when they said, they said it was going to be with Sharon Davies... And I thought this would be interesting because the only thing I know about Sharon Davis, the only reason I know about Sharon Davis is because she's come into the anti, like, trans hostile yeah. arguments, and yeah. and her, she you know she has made she she has been involved with Sex Matters and the LGB Alliance. They do boost her, so that that's where I'm coming from with this discussion. I'm not particularly interested in the minutiae of the, you know the 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 testosterone levels and the, you know, the physicality and all that. I'm interested in why the debate exists on GBU News. Now, why why are people that were previously, you know, not very concerned with parity and fairness in society, suddenly very, very interested in fairness when it comes to trans women being in sport? So that's that's the crux of it for me. It's like suddenly people are thinking, oh, we're going to we'll have to be fair to people. So I think the question yeah. around the, the the kind of posing today is: uh, should there be a category for trans sports people with, within sports, like a separate category? Yeah, I think that so was kind of like the main question, but it kind of goes into all the, you know, the science. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, are yeah, you ready so to uh, do the review? Oh, just before we play it, just so like I said, it was I was it was told. I was told it was going to be with Sharon Davies, and they, what happened was they put Sharon on, but they let that Sharon did a segment which was about four minutes, I think, maybe a bit yeah. less, and then they said we're going to introduce Frida Wallace now with uh, Kelly Maloney, and I'd only heard of Kelly Maloney, uh, like vaguely, so I didn't know, I didn't have anything to say to Kelly Maloney. She's a trans woman who used to train boxers. That's all I knew about yeah. her. Yeah. So all the stuff that I wanted to say to Sharon, I had to sort of been that and start from just worth it off my top of my head because yes. I did want to challenge Sharon and say why is it I've only seen you come into this debate I since... suspect that was a last minute change on Sharon's part she didn't want to maybe talk directly to a trans person I'm speculating well, there don't know scared to death of me aren't they <laughs> I don't know I just I just think maybe she doesn't I mean it's fair enough she doesn't want to talk I mean, to me it's well, fair it's fair who the hell am I? But the thing is, it would have been nice. Maybe she didn't have if, time. I don't know. But anyway, if you mm. if you're gonna start commenting on trans people, because if this is wider than this wider issue than sport, obviously. Because if there was a simple answer to this, we would have it. If there was a simple science, if there was a simple way of measuring, if there was a simple thing that would tip that scale, say, oh yeah, yeah, you can't do this because it's unfair. You can't do that. We'd have had that answer by now, but mm. there isn't. And there's so many variables, and there's so many unknowns. Yeah, it's a very it's a very complicated topic. Um, so, so Kirsty yeah, Miller I, is my go-to person for anything to do with yeah, trans Kirstie people. Yeah, Miller. Yeah, I got I got a few things from Kirsty Miller's profile yeah. when I was doing this. And she was on a she was on a radio show on I think it was ABC Australia. 
recently, which I had to listen to. I think you've listened to. I mean, that's that. You know, she goes into all the details. We we mentioned this in the previous podcast. Yeah. So if you don't know, Kirsten Miller is a trans woman, sportswoman, Australian. Yeah, very well. Um, she was top top in her category. I think she was most successful in that in that particular sport. Yeah. And she's she writes really well about this because she's yeah. you know she's re- well researched. Uh, yeah. So the way obviously Nick, uh, not sorry, not Nick, uh, Neil Fox. Neil Fox. So what do we know about Neil Fox? I, he, used I hear a, he used to be a really good one DJ. That's all I Doctor, know. Where, about does, where does Doctor Fox come from? Well, maybe he has got a, a, a doctorate in medicine. I don't know. A bit like Doctor Dre. He's got a, a PhD he... in. Something. I don't know. I don't know anything about him. Never, never really. <laughs> no. Well, I used to do one of them radio ones, you know, kind of like cheesy DJs mm. that they got rid of in the 90s because they realised they were all just cringe. But anyway, apart from that, that's all I know. Right, well, here he is. And he's, uh, there he is in the background. With his big opinion. With his big opinion, yeah. Yeah. So, are you ready to go? Should we? Let's roll. I shall pause it at the uh, appropriate moments and we'll have a chat about what they're saying. So I think part A is um, Neil Fox talking with Sharon Davis. And this goes on for about four or five minutes. And I'll, I'll pause it at the appropriate point so we can have a discussion. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Right then, as sport continues to struggle with the transgender row, the British Triathlon Federation's new policy for an open category came into force today. The sport's going to be divided into two categories for athletes over the age of 12. There'll be a female category for those who are assigned the female sex at birth and an open category, or in simple terms, all individuals, including male, transgender and those non-binary who are male sex at birth. So straight out of the box, uh, hmm. this is this is how they're defining this this category. So it's like one category for female at birth, and the other category yeah. for, for everybody, much else. everybody else. Yeah. So uh, well, the the first thing that comes to my mind is okay. So that that means that in the in the category for everybody else, you're going to have trans men, trans women, and cis men. Yeah. So the they trans the trans men will be taking hormones. Yeah. Um, the cis men won't need to, and the trans women will have suppressed their hormones. So, is that does that sound fair? It sounds like a nonsense because, but the, the thing is, there's no way there's going to be enough people in this category as it. Uh, to, that is an unfair category within within a category. Yeah, and then non-binary people as well in there. And it's and it's a way to avoid. It's it's not like avoiding the issue, but it's a way to kind of divert the issue to say, look, we're doing something about it. Ugh, stop pestering us. It's like it's not... like they've they've said, okay, the female category is going to be like, it's going to be like the pure category, and yeah. we're going to segregate everybody else into this other category, which includes all kinds of different people and different hormone levels. Yeah. Well, and that, somehow that... this is somehow this is fair. I don't know how that. So works. really, what they've done is they've said there's one category where we exclude people, and one category where we can include people. So yeah. what some cis women could do is say, well, we want to join that category. Why can't we all be in this category? Because that could be a realistic option. They could say, well, I identify into this category. I'm suddenly now, you know, because I want to promote inclusion, I am now non-binary. That would yeah, be some, the protest to yeah, have a cis, a cis woman could decide that they want to go in the other category. They could yeah, come out exactly. as non-binary and go in the other category. But so, you wouldn't be able to go the other way. But the, the thing with 
the thing that strikes me is they've done this and they've done it to try and be inclusive, but they've actually done the opposite. Yeah. And it doesn't help anyone. It's and they, not, you know, it's, they're kind of saying that a trans woman who's suppressed her testosterone levels, they're assuming that that has, has had no effect on the performance level. Whereas if you listen to Kirsty Miller, she'll mm. tell you that, you know, that has a significant effect on performance level. Mm. Well, there's, there's you know, this. I'm, like... I'm sure. I'm sure <clears throat> certain things may be retained, like you know your height and your length of your arms and legs doesn't change, <laughs> but you know your muscle mass does change. Mm. The way your hemoglobin gets transferred around your body changes. Um, so Sorry. you know, it's, it's, I guess it's down to the nitty gritty of the science. Mm. Well, with this triathlon event thing, because I mean. I don't know at what level you're talking. Like, is this like, I mean, how much training do you have to do prior to entering something like this? See, this is why I'm not well, really... Well, an elite level. I mean, it's, it's so, a lot so of training. So this is not something that, like, you could just say, right, I'm going to do this next year. I'm going to no, train for this. I don't and, think so. No. So you'd already have to have been in sport. You'd have already mm. have to have been in a category. Uh, and, it, and is it likely that they're going to get people who, who apply for this? Because I know, if I, I I know, knowing what I know about trans non-binary athletes, they wouldn't want to be in this category, because it's a segregated category, and it or it makes them the other thing, like the the exotic thing that, yeah. you know, it, they want to compete based on what they identify as. The non-binary thing, maybe I don't know. I mean, th- th- these are these are very vague, and then they they're fluid. They're all, I, 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 I kind of wonder about you know the number of people in this new category. There's mm. going to be a lot of people in that category. If you, if well, you, yeah, compared to the you know the cis female category, these that they're going to be a completely mm. different size, aren't they? Based on that. Mm. Anyway, yeah. so let's carry on. British Triathlon said the new approach follows on from a survey of over 3,000 members that found 80% are in support of the changes. Meanwhile, in last week, uh, last week the boxing, sorry, the World Boxing Council have announced they will introduce a transgender category for fighters, separate to the men's and women's categories. So once again, you know this is mm. boxing now, a different sport. Um, mm a separate category just for transgender people. So mm. I don't know how many transgender boxers there are, but, you know, are they going to be able to set up a league? Are there enough transgender boxers? And does does well, that I, does that separate league, would you, would, you, would you have to have two, one for trans men, one for trans women? Well, yeah, because you couldn't. I mean, I mean so it's two, more, it's two more leagues. And then the, only then the numbers that, of boxers yeah. that there are in the world who would fit into that category, I don't think you'd have enough to form a league. You know, you and I could, you and I could start boxing, and we'd be the only people in it, and we'd win. Yeah. I'd definitely beat you, Vicky. Be on the floor. <laughs> anyway, that, no, um, bit, I don't think they quite thought what, that through. You know, you can put bets on at the end of this, and me and Vicky will have a little <laughs> fight, and then we can oh, cash out. No, anyway, seriously though, I did look online to see if there, there are a couple of male box, uh, uh, trans male boxes, and I'm thinking. You know, do they do they need to be in separate categories? You know, because there's just not enough. There's this there's this narrative like trans people are taking over sport and ruining it. Right? Yeah, and and how how well are those two boxers doing? Yeah. Are they are they winning everything? And one case that the you know the anti-trans lobby always bring up is the case of Fallon Fox. Now the failing there, like because because this is our Joe Rogan, you know the. Mm. 
famous uh, raw meat eating podcaster um, yes. got into the trans debate was through this, I think. And he was noticing that Fallon Fox was winning a lot and bashing and doing some damage, right, to, to certain components. Now, the thing is with that MMA, kickboxing, fighting, it's a very unregulated, it's a very money-led world. It's a very, uh, it's not a safe sport at all. It's not, you know, there's and, and that that is a situation. So people are promoting Fallon Fox because there's money to be made. It's, it, it's a systemic thing. And uh, that's a factor in that. So, so why you, nobody's going to turn around and say, yeah, well, that should be allowed because you can't discriminate against trans. If you notice something is wrong, then I think that's fair enough, right? But where it's coming from a bad place is where you say you're suggesting that trans people are taking over something like it's. But where would a, you where would you put Fallon Fox in if you couldn't put them in the main? Well, the main that's thing? the thing. That's the thing. It, it's just something that is. That, that I don't have the expertise and I don't have the insight as, as a in, in a sporting arena. You'd have to look at it. Yeah. It's like the, you, you have to look at individuals. We're not looking at trans people. We're looking at actual individuals that have a specific uh, skill or talent or whatever it is. This is not um, something that it's not trans people like suddenly changing sport and making it unfair. That's not happening. Well, that's the that's the sort of backstory with mm. a lot of these tabloid stories. But um, so, yeah, I just I think if you if if you're gonna start segregating, and it is a rocky road that because what is what is sport for really? It's about it's celebrating human endeavor. It's about well, yeah, I and mean, it's not as, it's not as simplistic as they're trying to make out in this argument at all. It's it's much more complicated. No, because they mentioned biological a lot, and they'll use that, and and it's like well, that's not easily defined either it's not the, the idea of a biological female what does that actually come down to and you know i don't know if that's a easily i don't know if that's a scientific term you know is it really is that something that is written down like this is what a biological woman is and there's a list of attributes and so yeah so it's, it's it, it is it is one of the trans you know the discussions we have with people who are transphobic where there are these nuances and we have to say, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we don't, <laughs> just because we're trans, we don't advocate for people being damaged or put, being put with opponents who are definitely going to harm them. That's not what we stand for. It's just that you're coming to us with this debate, which we have kind of forced along to have. You know, we don't, we don't, we're not experts in any of this. We just kind of, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm interested in why the debate exists now. And, and what it's being used for, because it's, it's what I've said before about performative arguments. It's not the subject matter itself that is being discussed. It's the argument that it's, it's what this, what you're on the soapbox for. So it's performing a kind of to, to make a case, a moral case against trans people. That's the difference. All right, let's hear. Uh, let's hear Sharon. I think she's about to come on. Now, to discuss this, I'm, I'm joined by former Olympic swimmer and uh, television presenter Sharon Davis. So, welcome along. Happy New Year, Sharon. Is this the right move? It sounds a lot more inclusive and fair to me. Good? Yes, good. I mean, well, triathlon have been leading the way, really, in this country with setting that policy. They announced that they were going to do that uh, the middle of last year. Um, and it's a very fair policy. You know, this is about 
protecting the female category, but creating an opportunity for everyone to be involved in sport. So that's why we have the open category. You mentioned transgender women, so those, that is people that are biologically male, but also enables people that are biologically female that are on testosterone who wouldn't be allowed to compete in the female category because that would break the rules to be able to compete as well. So this is enabling everyone to be able to compete, but it's also enabling females to still have fair sport, which is what I've always been fighting for. Well, I'm sure, I, because, of course, there was the big story uh, around last year, Leah Thomas, the University of Pennsylvania uh, swimmer, uh, who, of course, had transitioned from a man and was just an incredible swimmer and just won everything. And then the weightlifter as well. We had these two really um, stark cases that proved, in a way, how things needed to change, however tricky the situation was and however inclusive any government governing body was trying to be. Clearly, some kind of... They needed to do some, I guess, lines in the sand and just say, look, we need to make some rules here. And this does seem, I hate to say, like common sense has prevailed. Mm, so the, 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 they kind of <laughs> set, set the whole scene up as a, you know, like a... Um, it's a, it's a preordained question situation there where the, the, it's kind of like a leading question. Well, it's totally loaded. It's and loaded it, it's and like, it's leading. When he said common sense at the end, I mean, yeah. it's like when somebody says common sense, my brain just goes like back to Stuart Lee. You know, it's like, don't ask the man on the street what he thinks. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the way he started it, it's like, this is good news, isn't it, Sharon? It's like, yeah. You're like prompting her to say, yes, well, it's good news. <laughs> it's yeah, like, because well, she, she's, she's going to think it's... But she's she's being quite moderate here to what she has been on Twitter, and uh, and we know because she's involved in the lobbying against you know if this isn't just about sport for Sharon, it's I think because she was called out quite early on, and what tends to happen is these instead of saying look I maybe made a mistake there I said the wrong thing I didn't mean to offend anybody they double down and because the and sometimes because there is a lot. Of, you know, a very aggressive front sometimes. It seems to them like a very aggressive front of trans or trans allies that say, right, what you're saying here, no, you can't say that. And, and some people are just really nasty, obviously, because they're just kind of standing up for something. They think they're standing up for in the right way, but it can come across to people like Sharon Davis like they're being bullied. They're not really being bullied. They're just being called out, and they end up doubling down. And then somebody like J.K. Rowling will see that and boost that post, and that's how you get these kind of um you know popular uh, accounts like sharon davies maya forstarter um alison bailey kathleen stock the list goes on and the reason is because they, they they all share this same thing where they've been called out and rather than say maybe you know we can have a discussion and a debate about it no they double down and they throw in and they dig the heels in and then it becomes a nonsensical debate then because you've gone past the point of having that debate so okay, let's, Sharon, let's, um, let's continue with Sharon's reply here yeah, I mean, that is what we've been after all along, really, is basically using the science. So there's 17 peer-reviewed science reports in the world, the last just before Christmas, which shows that we cannot remove male puberty advantage. Now, in Olympic sport, that's anywhere from about 10% to weightlifting at 30%. No, I'm not sure that's quite true. I don't, I don't think, know where she's getting these stats. I don't know where she's getting those stats or those, says, those numbers she says from. I, just before Christmas, I was handed a present from J.K. Rowling, which said, you've got to say this on the telly. <laughs> that kind of contradicts what <laughs> Kirsty Miller says, if you, if you listen to the reports yeah. that she quotes. So, we, you know, we, that, know that, we know that cross-sex hormones, uh, estrogen, um, testosterone blockers are going are gonna to change 
Yeah. That, and that is a matter of fact, right? So if I mean, trans- you, know, you know, when when a trans woman starts on HRT and uses a testosterone blocker as well, the you know your performance level, mm. you, your testosterone level drops significantly to probably like zero point three or four. You know, it's yeah. way down there, um, and that comes with performance loss, muscle loss, you yeah. know, etc. And I don't know what Sharon's quoting here, but it sounds like she's cherry-picking reports. Yeah, well, she's obviously... I mean, the the thing with reports and the thing with this kind of... You, you can cherry-pick and you can find the information that suits your bias, mm. which we do, you know, I we mean, do I that I think too, everybody's you know. guilty of that. Yeah, but what I, what I will say is we, if we were to put our information together, which is what the kind of idea would be, like, let's say, okay, we want to have a fair debate, let's bring all the information together. But we know that there are certain lobby groups that will pay for research and that yeah, is research where, it gets where they've already determined the outcome before they've done yeah, the research because we've, we've seen this we've seen this happen. we're, we're we've paying you it. for this research to produce this result i mean that's the kind of thing they do yeah, well they might not explicitly say that but if you if you go to a company that does you know testing and things like that you can see you can pay them and no, you can use you can use the results to prove yeah the point that you wanted to prove you know it's mm. Yeah, but it, it's kind of a dichotomy that they have because on one hand, you know, if uh, anti-trans people will say, "Oh, trans women are men, so they have an, they're, they're brutes and they're, they're they're aggressive and we're 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 masculine," and then the, when it comes to the sports argument, it's like, well, you know, I'll, if you look at the actual facts of it, then I'm, it just doesn't make sense because we would be winning everything, wouldn't we? If, we? if if it was the case that trans women could enter a sport that were the ones did well and they just won it outright, we'd see that pattern. Yeah, but you we would. don't see no. we don't see that pattern. Even in the few trans women that there are, which you'd probably count on your hands that are competing at an international professional level, you don't see those you don't massive, see wins. The massive you wins. See... No, you don't. Yeah. All right, let's continue here. It's something like boxing, a male and a female of equal weight. So this isn't someone bigger or stronger. This is someone of equal weight and height and size. A male will hit 160% harder onto a female structure, which actually is more fragile. Our bone structure is more fragile. So it's incredibly dangerous in something like a contact sport and in boxing, uh, rowing, you know, uh, uh, um, rugby, any of those, any of those contact sports are going to be incredibly dangerous. So it's really important that we put safety first then we put fairness and then we make sure we come up with ways to be inclusive because it really is important that everyone can do sport. It is. And this, for, for anyone that obviously is transitioning, it, it's obviously a hugely emotional time for them. Obviously, by the time they get to be competing like this, they will have transitioned and will have had to have done so for, I think, three years is what the IOC is saying. Um, but, of course, it has to be fair yeah, because people... People, well, I was going to say people like yourselves have trained all your life to do a certain sport and then maybe there's, if the rules had stood and not changed, there would have been no chance maybe. The second may have been the best you could have done. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, it, well, you say three years. I mean, actually, in lots of sports, it's way less than that. And at the NC2As, when you mentioned Leah Thomas, it was a year. And that was to do short you know, reduce your testosterone levels from male levels of testosterone to 10 nanomoles of testosterone per litre. I have less than one. Most females have less than one. I have 0.2. Yeah, I don't know what I have. I can't find the stats. 
<laughs> I was going to say, see, it's, it's this thing now. The narrative is that there's a threat, that it's a safety issue, it's a furnace issue. Yeah, the furnace comes into it. But it's like, are we going to sit here and say that sport is going to be fair if you eliminate trans women from it or trans men from it? Because we know that there are a lot of factors that make sport fair or not. And well, a lot can, of them you, can are... you imagine a sport where, you know, everybody was identical? Yeah. Nobody would ever win. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's this idea, like, the, the idea of creating separate categories for trans feels like it's saying it's some kind of... Is it is it because they think we're a threat or is it because they think we're a disability? Because there's this two... There's that two ways it comes to my mind, and I think in either way, I don't know. I mean, in in, in people have people have had these thought experiments where they said, right, if you just let girls and boys play together as mixed from very early age, what would be the outcomes? Now, would boys still excel? Would, would but there would be a different parity because I know that when I was at school, boys would be pretty much forced to play football from the age six or whatever so if you were going to be good at football you were going to be spotted very early on and people would say oh this lad is really good you know you need to invest some money in this lad and he'd go to an academy and one of those lads maybe would be a a brilliant football player well the girls weren't getting that right so that's that's a unfairness in sport that's a disparity in sport that's a social reality and that's got nothing to do with it's to do with gender but it's also to do with society, the way society is structured. So when we say, oh, when, when somebody like Sharon Davis will say, well, trans women, are, 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 you know, it's this idea that we're taking over sports and ruining sports. It's not that. The bigger picture is if we wanted to look at what is causing disparity or causing uh, unfairness in sport, why concentrate on the trans issue when it's, it's more of a systemic, misogynistic problem? It always comes down to that. Yeah, I mean, look at the look at the time it's taken for women's football to get to the stage it's at now. I mean, yeah, they still don't I mean, get I've the got... same money. They don't get the same time. They don't have their own stadiums, even though they've just won the Euros last year. You know, mm. the, it's nowhere near the same level as the men's football. You know, well, uh, that's yeah, that's why I always say I'm like I'm not an expert in sport in this debate. My interest in this debate is why it is constructed around. Can you can you these... imagine how popular a trans league would be? How long mm. would it take that to? You'd never see it on TV, would you? It would never happen. Well, you'd never. You'd probably not get enough people. You'd to never get, get enough the people to be in it. I mean, can you, you've got to make a football team of twenty-two trans people now. So. I tried to start a darts team. <laughs> it didn't happen. Nobody too. No people aren't. So if you need it, let's say let's say you applied this to football, you'd need what twenty teams of twenty-two players each. You know, with all the yeah. extras you need, um, you never do it. It's impossible. But on, on a serious point, though, about women's bodies and like this idea, because there is the issue of when girls go through puberty, it's that change that's going to affect your sporting career. Say if you were, say if you were a, a really nimble, accomplished gymnast at four, you know, some of these gymnasts are like 13, 14 years old. Now, I don't know, a girl's body is going to change, could change massively in three or four or five years. So that is something that affects women in sport. That is an actual fact that it yeah. affects women differently than it does men, right? We're not going to get away from that. <clears throat> yep. But but to say it's the fault of the trans trans people that there's unfairness in sport is is looking. It's just like ignoring everything else. It's like 
you're, you're concentrating on something which allows you to ignore everything else. Yeah, I think I think you, you, you know you, your first your first kind of position should be, we need to make this inclusive as possible. That should be your starting point. Let's let's try mm. and do you know proper full inclusion. Mm. You know, mm. rather than looking at looking at it from this kind of yeah. The, the way they're talking now around, well, let's do it the other way around. Let's just exclude them because we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like it's like it's sort of a fail. Like, well, we don't know anything about it, so sod it. So we'll just exclude, <laughs> you know, because it's mm. easy, you know. And everybody does agree with us, you know. But it's, and, and, it doesn't and, really, and it does your, nothing for inclusion. And for a lot of young people as well who would be watching this, like I said before, I like I mentioned it in the a bit, but... Like, I, I think sport is about social things. It's about confidence mm. building. It's about mental health. It's about be, better mental health. And I think if you use trans and you suddenly saw you were being people in your peer group were being excluded, or you saw some sporting hero, you might have been a, you know, like Emily yeah. Bridges. You might look at her and as a trans, a young trans person, go, oh my God, that's my hero. And then suddenly you find out she's excluded. And how is that going to make you feel? Exactly. You know? So. Yeah. You've got to think about that. You've got to think about how it filters down to the amateur level. And there's a huge difference between elite sports and like your local community sports. Yeah, I know. I'm, I understand yeah. that, but the point. I mean, and I know I understand that point, but because I'm thinking it in in a more holistic way. Because mm. I'm not a sports scientist. Obviously, I'm just some, you know, <laughs> somebody with a big gob on YouTube at the moment. <laughs> but but that. But you know what I mean. That I think about it as a, a trans person who is outside of the debate in yeah. a way. All right, let's. I'm only I'm dragged into the debate. Let's get to I'm the end trans. of part one here. Um. So you know that was ten times the average female, and they were still allowed to compete, and they only had to do that for ten, but you know for a year. The last study that came out pre-Christmas showed that it doesn't really matter if you carry on training, if you suppress your testosterone, a male will lose very little strength. So it's just an unfair situation. And women have worked so hard to get you know, some form of equality in sport. We still don't have that. We're still a very long way away from what males have in sport. But we are gradually getting there. And this was definitely going to put us back. So this isn't about you know, anyone being transphobic or anyone not believing that sport is for everybody. This was about saying that biological females, which is half of the world, deserve the right to be equal opportunities of success in sport. And and let's find better solutions, let's find better ways. And, and female and open seems to me the, the best. But the World Boxing Council also announced just on Thursday that they're going to introduce a transgender league. Now, I'm all for that as well. You know, if that's a way forward that, that transgender athletes would, would like it to be, then let's support that too. And let's make the federations work with transgender groups of people and athletes to find things that will work for them. Now, you came in for an awful lot of stick, didn't you, before, for your views. Um, why do you think that is? And do you think, actually, that has it calmed down? I hope it has for you. Uh, and do you think this will help calm things down in general? No. Yeah, it has. I mean, I think FINA, <laughs> the, the World Aquatic Center, you know, um, Federation, making their stance and deciding that they were going to protect female sport helped a great deal. That was off the back of what they could see happening with Leah. What, what I didn't want to happen was that for us to have to have a Leah in every single sport before people did what they already know. You know, we have two categories at the Olympic Games, males and females, for a reason. If we didn't have that, women wouldn't win events. It would be all won by men. So, so that is why we have it in the first place. And to say that there's no difference and testosterone makes no difference is actually ridiculous, you know? So let's be honest, let's work with the science and let's come up with really good solutions. Things have definitely got better. 
Um, right. I still get massive pile-ups every once in a while, but you know, I've only ever wanted to work with the science, and I've only ever wanted there to be fair sport for everybody. And I think when when there is fair sport for men, there should be fair sport for women. But, I mean, let me give you a ridiculous example of what's going on at the moment in, in USA rowing, for example. So USA rowing have turned around and said in the women's category, anyone can identify as a woman and compete. But when it comes to the mixed relays, in other words, when there's supposed to be two women and two men, only biological females can take part because it will affect men. Now, you tell me how that is fair. Well, we're going to continue this discussion in just a moment. But for the moment, Sharon, thanks for joining us. And yeah, so that's the end of part one. So, yeah, no, what she's doing there, she's, she's imagining <clears throat> in this world where... Mm. You know, imagine in a fictitious world where trans women are everywhere. Can it? She can't escape them. They they're jumping in the pool yeah. when she's trying to swim. It's like Sharon. You know, be realistic. You know, I you can you can see this this you can see that she's totally gone down this this paranoid rabbit hole that 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 is promoted by the likes of Sex Matters and LGBA and woman's place and all those other lobby groups they're lobby groups really they've got nothing to do with promoting uh female sports sports or defending the rights of women it's about excluding trans women that's their main driver and they found a niche for it because there are enough people that that will be you know drawn along a line drawn over the fence and think oh god jay it will be unfair won't it because if men can get into women's sports yeah, because and... they, they kind of follow that simplistic logic and it sounds yeah, reasonable but... but when you look into the details it's not it's different it, well that's the problem any any complicated you know, it is a complicated issue and like, like i say you know I, I don't know if there is a simple easy way to say you know right um because I would worry, like well, that a, now, you know, each sporting body, you know, is is kind of left up to them to decide how they're going to handle this yeah. issue. Yeah, yeah, there can't be one dogmatic. And the, it there's can't been, come from the there's been a lot of it? organizations coming out and and putting this kind of trans mm. women can't play in this sport at the moment, especially in the states. I mean, this has been happening quite a lot recently. Um, well, it's yeah. kind of a reaction to what's going on in the kind of political world. Um, I don't think we'll be talking about trans women in sports have the politics not been going in that direction too um there, there is no problem in sports it's all it's kind of it's born out of you know all the rhetoric we're hearing around trans people in mm. politics so you know i mean that's kind of the root cause of it i think yeah, i mean there's been no really no cases of trans people suddenly being successful in sport and taking all the prizes that's that's just not happened so the only other place mm. it can come from as, mm. You know, is the is kind of like the the political anti-trans rhetoric that's going on in the states and yeah, the UK I at mean, the moment. I mean, it's it's always worries me. Like when I hear about a trans athlete and I hear there's going to be some competition, I know what the discourse is going to be like on Twitter. It's not going to be pretty. No. And I worry about that. I hope that then athletes are protected from that because they would not be able to achieve. They would not be able to concentrate, and they would not be able to have a good time or feel accomplished at all. I mean, you can imagine the stress that trans athletes have to go through with all this media attention. And then and then you're called a yeah. cheat yeah. on top of all that. And being called cheats as well. Yeah. And, and even, you know, you've, you, you know, you've got to say, like somebody like Emily Bridges, but I mentioned the cyclist, like she trained and she was, um, she, she cycled as male 
fair enough. You know, I can see why some people would say it can sit. Because when I was talking to people, other people that aren't entrenched as much in this debate as we are, I explained the situation and I can see them sort of nodding along when I say she used to be male and she transitioned. And and, and the point and she, is She followed it, all the rules that were she was told what, to follow yeah, yeah, over the what, correct what, period of time and everything. And so, then so li- what, right what, at the last minute, they changed the rules on her before hmm. she was about to race. I mean, talk yeah. about unfairness. Hmm. That is unfair. And, and what is Emily supposed to do? Like, so she she has a choice then, doesn't she? She said, right, I'm not going to cycle ever, ever again, apart from just for my own personal pleasure, or I just or, or I face this barrage of constant mm. hate. It would be very and, easy to walk away at that point. And I'll tell you where that hate is coming from. It's coming from people like Sharon Davies' account, because she has encouraged that kind of behaviour. She's never, she's very moderate in this TV appearance. <coughs> But I've seen the things she's, you know, pe- people have commented some really abhorrent things under Sharon Davies's posts. Now, when people like that don't look at that and go, oh, gosh, maybe I've, maybe I've gone too far here. Maybe I should call this out. When they ignore, yeah, or, it's when they, or delete yeah. those tweets, you know. Yeah, when they don't call that out and when they just say, oh, that's just Twitter, it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter because that's where your debate is and that's why it's on GB News. And that's yeah. the only reason. It's got nothing to do with helping anybody or parity or fairness mm. or, um, you know, protecting women's sports. It's yeah. got nothing to do with that. The whole driver for it is is transphobia. And we know that because it's demonstrated every day on the account. I mean, I, so if you just look at any of Sharon Davies's posts and you can see keep prison single sex, you'll see... Um, yeah, issues nothing to do with sports. Yeah, of course. All the all the usual issues to do that they, they they like all the performative arguments that I always talk about yeah. are in there as well in a mix in that soup. Yes. And it's all, and the only motivator is the exclusion of trans women, mm-hmm. not just from sport but from life. From life, and that's that, just and that's where it leads. ourselves from life. Let's go. Let's move to Mars. Um. So part two, we'll be featuring Miss Frida Wallace. Hmm. Are you Not ready? her again. There again. On the telly again. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Come on. There we go. Let's see. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I wish you a happy new year. Really appreciate that. Let's bring in former boxing promoter Kelly Maloney and gender nebulous podcast presenter Frida Wallace. So Frida, welcome along and a very happy new year. And also as well, Kelly. Uh, how do you feel about these new rules? Do you feel they are fair? <coughs> Is that to me? Yeah, sorry, um, Frida. Yes, it is. We, well, I come. I don't come to this as a sports person. I'm quite willing to listen to Sharon talking about we should follow the science, because I don't follow that kind of. What I, what's interesting to me about this debate is why it's happening now, and there's this kind of. And Sharon has thrown in with some quite transphobic people on Twitter, and that's just a matter of fact. And there's this kind of invasion narrative that trans women are taking over sports and it's going to be a problem. It really isn't. <laughs> you can count, you can name them on one hand, maybe, the, tra- the, the trans women that are making waves in sport. And also, this isn't a new thing. This goes back to like 1976 when Renee Richards, uh, she was in the US Tennis Open and she played as a trans woman. It didn't create the kind of hysteria that it does now. The reason these things are creating these 
waves now is because we live in a culture war climate. So somebody like me is seen as the other. You know, I, I you can criticize me based on my otherness. And that's the problem I have with it. I'm all for fairness in sport because it, it wouldn't make sense if somebody was winning everything. Like if I started... I'm not a sports person, but say if I entered a sports category, I do a bit of swimming and I just started winning everything, how would that benefit me? Because I'm like some kind of, there's no sort of trans superwoman that's winning everything. That's not happening. So I'm well, not I guess sure there where was, the... Th there was the case of, of Leah Thomas, and I suppose Leah it Thomas. highlighted... She wasn't a, winning everything, Neil. She wasn't, but it highlighted a problem, uh, I guess, and it was a problem that was like, OK, maybe we need to try and be fair to everyone and inclusive for everyone, but how do we do that so that if you happen to be that person against Leah and you felt it was incredibly unfair that, you know, mm. you trained all your life for that moment? I know, because the numbers, obviously, clearly, as you quite rightly say, are very small, but we're just trying to make it fair. I mean, do you think the specific one... For example, and, and the reason we're talking about it today is, of course, because uh, the rules have come into effect today. Um, so, say for British triathlon, there is this open category. Does that seem like common sense to you? Actually, can I bring in you, Kelly? What do you think? So, I didn't know, Frida, that you're not a sports person. That's news to yeah, me. I know. Yeah, I kept that secret, didn't you I? You did, yeah. 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 I've been doing cross-country running oh, yeah. on, after sun, on Sundays after the podcast <laughs> I mean, I do, I, I do like sports. Maybe we should I mean, be sports have, people because we could probably I, lose, you know, lose a bit of weight. It might help. My my thing that I really liked doing was sea swimming because I used to go to the Isle of Man, Did right? You? And mm. and you do they do a competition where you can swim around. There's a there's a a beach cut at Peel Harbour and there's a, and Peel Castle and it's like a bit of an outcrop and they just do like a competition where you swim around this little outcrop and anyone can enter. You know, it's not like a and you know nobody care. Who, who, who anybody identifies, it's just let's see who gets to the end first. So yeah. that's about as far as my sporting. Yeah. But I was thinking, you know, if I was, because it comes down to this, because, right, let's go, let's just go back a bit. Yeah. I've just lost the train of thought there. Um, this, so, so if, if I wanted to go swimming, there are three, there are not, there are two things you have to worry about there now, aren't there? Because where do I get changed? Because mm. there are the same people like Sharon Davis are also batting for this idea. I shouldn't be in female changing. I shouldn't be in mm. female changing spaces. Yeah. And then if I go in the sea, I mean, am I sure, Am I invading women's sea? I, I don't know. I don't. You know, am I invading some kind of? A, am I invading the ocean now? <laughs> you know. So, so, so I am. I mean, I, I, I have been swimming with a friend of mine, or a cis female friend, and it's like it doesn't make any sense to go in a male changing room. Why are we going to male changing room and split split up from my friend? You know, nobody's nobody should be no. looking at anybody's bodies in that way. Anyway, side issue, obviously, but yeah. I think I made the point I wanted to make there. But I wanted to make these points to Sharon. Yeah, well, it didn't work out like that. No, because she doesn't want to face criticism. I just don't think she wants to. To have a debate, I just think she has a talking points and she wants to deliver them and go. Yeah. She doesn't want to have a debate, and yeah. and and because she knows the debate, the debate I want to have is not about sport. It's about her conduct within the debate. That's what I wanted to talk to her about. No, I mean I fully respect her as a sportswoman. I think I think she's great. You know, I think you know if you're gonna if you're an Olympic athlete. That is worthy of all the respect in the world, right? Not interested in that. I'm interested in why you're a transphobe. <laughs> and that's the matter. That's the fact of the matter. All right, let's uh, let's continue. Well, I, I am from the sporting world, and I do believe in fair play and safety first in sport. Um, you know, 
But you talk about the swimmer. Um, she only won one race. She was in about yeah. eight races that day. And she didn't break any <clears throat> records like you like to say she did. And the New Zealand weightlifter absolutely didn't even qualify after the first round. You have to remember, sport's not just about the physical side. It's also I about the mental that. side. And sure. a trans person goes through a hell of a lot of stuff to get to where they are today. And it affects them mentally. Yep. You know, um, I agree with the WBC's rules, what they come up with. I think that's very good because that is a sport that you have to have first-class safety. But I think, you know, we will see how the triathlon thing goes. Um, the WBC have obviously set a precedence by setting uh, a trans category. So it's led the way for other sports to follow. It's more of a political decision than a sports decision. Mm -hmm. But right. I, I totally agree. Um, trans women should not be allowed to box biological women in any form of combat sports. But now, I'm not quite sure where that last comment right. comes I, from. I agree with the first bit of that but when she started saying biological i mean it, it, i mean that's that's assuming that the trans woman has not lost any performance i mean well, that's I'm, a, that's Kelly's opinion that's you know Kelly's opinion Kelly's a, but i don't know if it's based in any actual science that yeah opinion. i'm not sure but right because so when it, you read kirsty miller on that you'll discover that it's you'll a, get lot a different more yeah exactly yeah. Okay, we have mentioned Kirsty a lot, but the reason is she is really good on this yeah. as, and, as a trans I would person. I highly recommend you go listen and to uh, the and radio uh, and, show. And, uh, so, so I don't... While I respect Kelly's, because she is coming from a boxing world and she trained boxers, so she obviously knows a lot more about that side of it than I ever will. Yeah. But I just don't think she's coming from a scientific point of view there. I think she's coming from a, a an emotionally... I mean, safety. You know, I mean, for for a, a trans woman, you know, how much performance loss do they have during transition? I, I mean, you know, Sharon Davis was saying before that a trans woman can hit one hundred and sixty percent harder. Mm. Well, is know. that true? I don't know. Is that, is that no, true? I... Is that that might be true pre-transition, but is it true post-transition? I don't know. Well, in, a, in a in a segment like this on the news, I've got no way. I mean, of there's people that. have people have you know firing out facts and the or numbers, but there's no kind of where's the evidence. Mm, well, yeah, but even so, even if you like, we 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 are debating the minutiae of something that mm. it, 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 we don't understand. Like we don't have to be sports scientists to know that the real reason, like I said, this debate exists here is about. Because it's, it's the trans bit is the reason. It's not about fairness. It's not about anything else. It's because yeah. they want to talk about trans. And the, the the agenda, really, with GB News and with Talk TV and with Times Radio sometimes and LBC, is they have this kind of talking points that they know are algorithmically rewarding. And, and the advertisers yes. know that. So there's certain words that appear in Twitter feeds and certain words that are appearing in websites that get the click rate clicking yeah. up Man manufactured trans manufactured panic well yeah it does that and and and, and it was, it's, it's been the same for years in any tabloid newspaper mm -hmm. you know people are attracted to the idea of something that oh this is well you know this is all pretty frightening yeah let's carry on other sport i think we have to look at you know i listen to sharon davis and i respect sharon's views and um you know she's entitled to her opinion same as we are but yep. we need more evidence. You know, I work with sports physiologists and I've got one who's told me, yeah, they, they, you have a slight advantage, but it depends on how far you are in your transitioning. Yep. I know my testosterone level 
is near enough as low as what um, Sharon said hers is, because I have my bloods and my testing done every six months. OK. One thing I'd like to ask us, I mean, I guess it, what is good about this is we can sit down this and we can debate it sensibly and rationally. Uh, sometimes on social media, these things get out of control because it just becomes name calling. I'm not sure it's sensible and rational, but anyway. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... What was, it, what was she saying there? Uh, that she, she had better test. I don't think it's just about testosterone levels and things like that. I mean, I know these things, but... You know, athletes are checked for lots of things. And it's not just yeah. testosterone levels. No, it's not just it? testosterone. It's, it's all sorts of things. Yeah. You know, most athletes, they get defined levels of cocaine in them, don't they? <laughs> like, well, so. What about, I mean, I'm sure, what about the training, the amount of training you do? I mean, that has a huge impact too, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, if you were dedicated, if it was just about hormone levels, then just people who had more testosterone would win everything. Maybe. Yeah, no, they, they don't do anything else. They just have more testosterone, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a very simplistic. It is very simplistic. But, but let's just be fair to Kelly. This is a very simplistic setup. You know, it is, she's not yeah. come on with a book of no. stats and facts. And I'm sure she, if she was such, if she was to sit down in a, in a real one-to-one situation, she'd be able to tell you loads about boxing stats and all this kind mm. of stuff. But this isn't the place it's no, happening. No, we're on, we need to remember we're on GB News here. But if we can sit down and rush and talk about these to make sure uh, all parties feel happy. I was going to, Frida, can I ask you, um, uh, as a, a member of the trans community, do you think, how are they reacting to uh, this new policy, say, for the triathlon? Do they feel that this feels fair? Does it feel like common sense at play? Well, no, it doesn't feel fair because it seems like segregation and it feel feels fair. like, well, if I was a sports person, I'm, I'm forced to play with men. And I don't have the, I mean, I don't want this to trickle down to the amateur level. I wouldn't want somebody who who is trans to suddenly think they can't be involved in sports because sport is not just about, it's not just about pure science and physicality. It's about striving, being the best person you can be and being and and overcoming things. And I think trans people (laughs) relate to that because in their daily lives. So when we look at trans, uh, when we look at sporting heroes, we're not looking at the stats. We're looking at this person is a great example of somebody that's you know fought for what they wanted to achieve in life and i think there's another there's another layer to the sporting story that so i know i can understand sharon davis saying you know uh, we have to look at the science because there is a sport science but oh like i was thinking about you know the women's euros the the, the lionesses oh, yep if you, if you look at the parity there, there were 32 year old women on the same field as 17 year olds uh, sorry, 18-year-olds, and I was thinking, well, if you're going to talk about parity, you can't cherry-pick. You know, you've got to... If you, had, if you had to look at sport completely in the sense of science and parity, Sharon Davis wouldn't be allowed to compete because how, how tall is she? You know what I mean? It's like you'd have to say, well, you're too physically big to be a swimmer because you're going to win everything. Now... <laughs> that was just very simplistic. I, I mean, that... that was I, the, I thought you liked playing with men anyway. Yeah, let's gloss over that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you're actually, it was quite amusing there because you're actually interrupting yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just want to, I'll interrupt anybody, even myself. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I, I, I did go off on a bit of a, a break yeah, you off there because yeah. I don't want to appear that I'm 
saying that Sharon only won because she's a tall woman. I'm not, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I respect her as an athlete, but I'm, the problem I have with her is that she's she's looking at trans women's bodies and looking at trans women's levels of this and levels of that. Let's have a look at yours, love. You know, let's see how fair you how, how you get on if you know. That's a good point. If good we point. if we examine if we examine you in the same way, you're going to scrutinize a trans swimmer. That's a very good point. Let's put you on the podium, mm. stood next to a, another woman, and see how much taller you are, how big your hands are. They good like point. spades. Yeah, because there's a lot of variation <laughs> within you know the the sexes, isn't there? You know. Yeah, and I was talking about the your uh, the uh, the women's FIFA Euros. Yeah. The lionesses because. I don't know about, uh, there was Hedvig Lindahl, and she was the player I was talking about that's 39 now. And there was, and potentially, I don't know if they did play on the same field, because they were, they may have been knocked out in different parts of the tournament, but they could have potentially been yeah. playing together. And the, other the, one the other player I was going to mention was Esme, Esme uh, Brooks, and she's 19 now. So, mm. so... A 39-year-old and a 19-year-old who would have been a year younger, obviously, last year. But um, yeah, I mean, their ability level is is completely different. So, so are we going to look at that and yeah, make maybe, maybe that maybe that difference is bigger than the difference between you know somebody who's cis, cis female and, and trans female. You know, exactly. Yeah. So that's the point. But that point is a very a tangential one mm. to the one I'm the bigger one I'm want to make, which is always that this debate only exists because they want to talk about trans yeah. as a problem. We're not right. ever well, we're not like if they, would they have a story if a trans if say if um, Leah Thomas would they have Leah Thomas on and a celebrated uh, swimmer Leah Thomas? No, the story would be trans. Uh, ru ruiner of women's swimming, yeah. Leah Thomas. That would yeah. be the, nobody would be celebrating. It wouldn't that. be celebrated. No, right. I think I think problem. you'd finish ranting here, but let's let's just check. Do you know what I mean? So you can't you can't do that. I think that's rather that's rather different, I, isn't I, it? Sort of, uh, I have to say. And, and Kelly, what, yeah. I mean, what do you yeah. feel about what Frida said there? As someone who's been involved in sport, no, I, in I, life. I, was, I I agree with your your view on that. You know, you sport is. Sport. We have categories in sport, you know. Yep. In and someone, yeah, you do get tall women, you do get smaller women, you do get taller men. You know, you you get take heavyweight boxing. Yeah, Lennox Lewis, who I looked after, he was six 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 and nearly seventeen and a half stone. He could fight someone that was thirteen and a half stone and or mm. sorry, fourteen stone and maybe six well, foot. You know, that's just the human. All human bodies are different, but. Well, that, has to that's be kind of what I was saying. Sorry, I just I like, so my no point of view is because like, no such thing Frida, as a level playing field in sport. Mm. Um, you know, yeah, referring to like three times, she's got quite big shoulders. She is a very powerful <laughs> woman, and she's a good swimmer. But she has trained for that. You have exactly. to remember, mm. sports people train for all their life, and it's also, as I said earlier, it's a mental thing as well with sport. You drive yeah, right. yourself on to achieve something, and. We have we have opposite sides, you know. We have scientists who say there is no there is no advantage. We need the scientists to get around the table and discuss this fairly. Yeah. You know, we can't use the trans community as a football to be kicked about by, say, right wing politicians, anti trans people. You know, I'm all for sitting around the table and talking and discussion. And whatever comes out right, if the science comes out right, which Sharon says, 100 percent, 
then we go with yeah. that. If the science right. comes out right that that trans women don't have an advantage, then we should go with that. Kelly, I, I yeah, I agree with that last point that Kelly made. Hmm. Yeah, but this idea of sitting around a table. If you want to do that, you can't do it with Sharon Davis because she's already thrown in with the anti-trans lobby. We, you know, you can't have it. If you want to have this, yeah, let's let's to... bring in the professional medics and uh, scientists and let yeah, it's them. Not, it's got to come from that. And yeah. even this is too simplistic because it's like it's like Kelly's saying there. Let's find out what the science is. There's never going to be a day when some scientist turns up and go right. We've figured it out now. <laughs> Do you know, it's not going to happen. You're just going to have to deal with the fact that human beings... Hang on, there's a call uh, coming in. There's a call coming in. Oh, no. It's the wrong number. No, but you just got... You know, human beings are diverse. Some of us are, you know, powerful and, 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 and predisposed to being athletes. And some of us will... Most of us won't. And we'll just be like me, who just eats a lot of chips. I think during that last <laughs> bit there, we, we had Frida interrupting Neil... <laughs> Interrupting <laughs> Kelly, and then you were interrupting everybody. It was like, I know it's messy. Like, that was like, what? What's going on here? Well, that's what I was trying to do because I thought you, you're always criticizing me. It's like four, maybe four levels of interruption. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a, a sandwich. So we're we're, we're very a close layer. to the end here. Let me just finish it off, and then we'll come back. One sec. Thank you. And it's been very interesting hearing all your thoughts tonight uh, and Sharon's as well. And this is something that isn't going to be sorted out today for sure. But at least discussions have started and, and moves have been made. Uh, made. Thank you. Frida, thank you very much. Kelly, thank you very much. I wish you both a very happy new year. That'd be a good start, wouldn't it? So there we go. That's it. So, I mean, I, I made the points I wanted to make. But like I said, I was really disappointed I couldn't make them to Sharon. Because like I have nothing... Oh, like I don't. I wouldn't have been rude to Sharon. It's just that he had. You can't ignore what's going on on her Twitter feed and 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 how she's using Twitter as a kind of weapon in a way, in a in a kind of lobbying. But because she she says she's interested in, she keeps saying she's interested in fairness for women in sport. But but what's she actually doing, really? You know, is she is she funding grassroots sports for young girls? Is she is she doing that? Is she because I don't know, she might be. Somebody correct me if I'm know. wrong, but I'm not sure. I don't see any evidence for it. All I see constantly is this trans. If you if you go to her Twitter now and type in a search for the keyword trans, mm. you'll see about 500 posts. If you search for grassroots girls or uh, inclusion in sport for girls, you'll find nothing. You might find That's a good few. Point. <clears throat> that and is you'll good see point. All, yeah. And all the other links will be sex matters mm. uh fair play for women um jk rowling obviously all that and it's all part of this same thing on twitter so maybe maybe take it off twitter but i don't know but that's that's that was the point i wanted to make to her but if you want to have this debate you've got to do it you know without making trans people seem like the problem because people like you and me, Vicky, we, we might while we might be spectators of sport and we might enjoy watching the odd, you know, big event, we're not really in, we don't know enough about this. We just know that we're suddenly are people that we've never met before. We, yeah, I mean, what we know is media, that huh? trans people once again are in the firing line, and this time the the subject is sports. Yeah, yeah but, but I, all the all the other rhetoric is the same. It's the same mm. argument. It's the same it's just argument with a, with a different topic. Yeah. 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 Mm. And they will find instances constantly of, you know, where they can prove that, oh, look, this is where, you, you know, trans is the problem. Mm. 
But it's not. The problem is that you're going to get situations where in you know where where body difference matters, where there is the biological binary, and it does have an in it, when it when its impact and its uh, presence is foul is in sport. You know, and it's one of those things that we've got to be. You know, you can't just go in there and say, right, there isn't a debate to be had. Maybe there is, but it's not something we are experts in, and it's not something Sharon is interested in. It's it's become something else. And yeah. the reason Neil Fox is talking about it is because, you know, like I said, it's one of those cultural war, um, talk, you know, talking points. It's the same reason like Tucker Carlson talks about it. Do we do we believe that he cares about the welfare? And the fairness of women in sport. Of course, we it's are. interesting how this topic has popped up on all these kind of shows in these past couple of days, and they're you know they're all at it. I know Felix Fern has been on one show. You've been on this show. Mm. Kirsty's been on a show. So you know it's mm. it, it's, yeah. uh, it's suddenly like fodder for the, uh, the for the likes of GB News and. Uh, but but when when producers that work for these talking point kind of you know when they invite the public to have opinions because they'll say tell us your views on this tweet mm. us it has to be something that's going to get people's yeah they like, uh, like, like a good fight don't they they like a good yeah, like, that, that's why we that's why so maybe you know we're, we're part of the problem i'm part of the problem by going on something like this because so you I are take... actually you are actually in sports this is your sport yeah on this, TV. this is me sparring this is you you're on, we're doing your sport right now maybe we should get kelly uh Malone to train me up. Yeah, there you go. Let's give her a call. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like. like you know, do you remember they did the uh, do you remember that famous exhibition of Warhol and Basquiat where they did it as um, a boxing promotion poster? So yeah, if I ever go head to head with JK Rowling, it'd be me boxing gloves like this and her <laughs> boxing gloves on the other side. That's gonna happen. Right, well, stay, That's my ultimate stay goal. Stay tuned. You heard it here first. <laughs> never going to happen. J.K. Rowling never answers questions about anything. Yeah, I've yet nothing. to see J.K. Rowling on any TV show talking about the stuff that she tweets about. She never appears anywhere. But it's because she gets little. You want to lay down the gauntlet? Give her a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know, but she gets other people to do a bidding for her. That's how she operates. Because well, they, I think they do it for well, her without her even asking. Oh no, they they definitely are, they are in the same WhatsApp group. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I think we've got right, to so, the, yeah. the end of the I topic. I think that there. went. I mean, it was all right, wasn't it? I, I yeah. made a few interesting points, but it was. I just, like I said, disappointed that I didn't get to talk to Sharon. Maybe next time. Yeah, we'll see. I'll probably pop up on some, you know, in the shallow end of the tabloid media again at some point. <laughs> but thanks for watching. Thanks for and, watching. Uh, Please subscribe. And here's the magic subscribe button. Look at that. Don't forget to subscribe. I've also got some like new and interesting background nebulas. So I'll just show you a few more of those. Check oh, this I'm one in the out. Nebula. Yeah, uh, check out that one. See the stars. And then there's this one. That one that one looks a bit mysterious and sinister. I look mysterious and sinister. No, the oh. background does. Oh. Well actually, <laughs> come to, come to think of it, maybe you do too, yeah. I think I think my favourite one is this one, this purple one, because it kind of matches with the nebulous. I can't see what you can no, see. No, no, you can't. But yeah. Anyway, so and let's what's say that, our... what's that? I can, what's that? I can see up there. It's is that Elon Musk floating around, <laughs> floating around it in Earth's lower orbit? It could well be. Let's hope he burns up. Right. <laughs> right. So we we'll say our bye byes. 
Bye-bye. Next time. Catch you later.